So he was like, what you're doing is really needed. So I was like, cool. I appreciated his validation. Hey, <laughs> he was really happy. That's that we're good. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. This week on Leading Veterinary Teams podcast, we are talking all about confidence. We are talking about how you as a leader can build your confidence and how we have struggled with our confidence in the past. I mean, you just told me about your friend Rob who gave you the confidence for what you're doing is what is needed. It's validation. Same thing. Yeah. Validation helped your confidence. Um, but, but it's something that uh, just seeing in like the ER field now, you know, that I'm back in like the hospital setting, um, just that little bit of confidence, like really helps people like go that long way. Yeah. Uh, I watched somebody uh, recently place uh, an IV catheter and it's been like a while, you know, and of course, like everybody cheered all around them. And like, just to watch that person, that person walked around different afterward. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> I actually, uh, recently similar experience, right. Cause I'm working in, um, in the clinic two days a week and the, um, I've been really struggling with cat jugs and in oncology, you can only get blood on in jugs unless they have a platelet issue. And so, um, I have not been able to get a cat jug for the life of me. And then something clicked this week. And all of a sudden it was so funny, the face on the assistant when she was expecting me to be like, Oh, I can't do this. And I like, I pulled it and I, and I was like, are you going to hold off for me? And she was like, you got it. Thanks. (laughs) I was like, yeah, sometimes I told her, I was like, sometimes it's like riding a bike, but sometimes you fall off the bike a couple of times when it's been a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as leaders and stuff, it's also help. It's like important to help build your team's confidence. Yeah. Um, whether that's like on the floor or just talking to them, like if they're having something going on with school or stuff like that. Uh, I had an experience with that actually um, when I was newer in the field and I was not in a leadership position um, where I was studying for uh, my boards and I wasn't feeling too, too confident. And my leader actually pulled me aside and reminded me of all of the things that I've accomplished in the last six months. And they're like, do you remember that time you did this and that time that you were able to do this and that time that we really needed that medication and you called around to all the other hospitals that were like, are our competitors, but we're still able to find it because you know people and like stuff like that. And like, that really built up my confidence and yeah. Okay. I, I failed the boards the first time and I passed the second, but that's, a, I fail every test the first time. That's like literally like my, my life, including my driving test, baby failed the first time. Woo. Um, but it snowed. So that wasn't my fault, but like, that's like my motto is like, I always fail the first time, but the second time I come back, I come back like way stronger and with more vengeance kind <laughs> of thing. <laughs> but, um, for me, like to have that leader, like pull me aside and remind me of all of those things that I did and like help build up my confidence. But now as I'm a leader and I look at it, I also wonder like what kind of cues and things were I giving off that this leader figured out that that's what I needed. Yeah. 
you know, like it takes a special leader to like figure out like, hey, something's going on with this person. I need to talk to them. So like now I look back and I was like, well, what was I doing to make them understand like, hey, I really should sit down and chat with this person and give them a little confidence boost. But then there's that also opens up the conversation of what are you looking for as a leader to be able to do that for other people, right? And maybe it's a small change in the way that you're not, maybe you're somebody who's super talkative and now you're not as talkative, or maybe there's a small change in how you're holding yourself. Maybe you're holding yourself more closed off than, than you normally do. Or maybe you are, there's a comment that was made that like is out of character, right? Like even me saying, getting frustrated, not being able to get a a cat jug is having the reminder that sometimes it takes a little time would have been nice. Um, (laughs) I figured that out on my own, but I, you know, having somebody who can recognize that, that me being complaining, me saying like, oh, this is so frustrating or like, that's not normal. That's not my normal reaction to something. And so somebody knowing that could come to me and say, Hey, sometimes it takes a little bit, a little bit after it's, when it's been a little while, sometimes it takes a little while, you know, and, and being able to recognize those things. I think it's often really small changes in people's attitudes and, and how they're holding themselves. Like we were talking about the, the nonverbals and things like that. So I think that there's, maybe there was nonverbal cue that you had made that this leader obviously was picking up on and was like knew their team. And that's what we talk about all the time is being that is being so important is knowing your team. And that's what we mean by knowing your team, right? Like knowing your team doesn't just mean, oh yeah, I know Emily and I know Sarah and I know Susie and I know Mark. It's because I know who they are because they're standing in front of me, it's knowing that Emily normally is really bubbly and excited. And right now she seems off. So what's going on? Um, Knowing that Emily has her test to take and she always fails the first time, but (laughs) no, you know that she always comes back and does great the second time, but we're in between the two tests. So let's give her a confidence boost. That's a leader knowing her team or, or their team. And so, I I mean, what even it, Maybe it wasn't even anything you did. Maybe it was just the circumstance and they knew about it. Yeah. And I also kind of also like falls on like that leader also knew how to approach me mm-hmm. and when to approach me too. Mm-hmm. And like, that is something that I also look back on now that like, if they would have done, you know, talk to me like out on the floor in front of everything while everything was going on, I probably would have like, lost it and been like, I'm nope, we're not doing this now. And like flipped out on them and been like, why are you having this conversation with me? Like right here, right now. And probably broke down and cried honestly on the floor. Um, because that would have showed me that like, there was moments of weakness and my leader is like trying to boost me up right then and there, but they realized like when I needed it. And that's like such a big thing. And here I am 15 years later talking about it too. That's the other, the the other side of it is like, this person made such an impact on me that I'm still share that with people. 
Yeah. Now as a leader, you can make that same impact on other people and knowing that such a small thing can have such a big impact means that everything that we do as leaders is important, right? Every move we make, and that's scary. Every move we make is can positively or negatively impact the people that we are leading. And so it's so important to show up as your best self as best as you can. And if you as a leader are not confident, how are you going to give the confident bo- confidence boost to your team? So there's that like imposter syndrome and feeling like, am I even the right person for this job? Or am I even the right, you know, it's all mindset. It's all about your mindset. And there's actually, I was just watching this video the other day about neuroplasticity and how as adults, once you're, once you hit like seven years old, you, you no longer have that like innate learning. You now have to learn by repetition. And so that's why people do gratitude journals and daily affirmations and all this mindset work, no matter how hokey it sounds, it's because we have to continually tell ourselves I'm awesome all the time until your like subconscious actually believes it. And then you don't have to keep telling yourself because now we've learned it. Right. And so maybe not I'm awesome, but because that's that could be a little cocky. But I mean, well, get the idea, right? Like having that confidence, sometimes it really takes like inner work and mindset work to feel confident enough to then go and boost the confidence of somebody else. Because how much are you truly boosting the confidence of somebody else if you're like, well, I suck. So how am I going to influence them? And leadership is all about influence. Yeah. And the other part of it too is if you as a leader don't have somebody that's giving you that constant like support and, you know, reminding like you, like how great you're doing and like all of your accomplishments, then how are you able to do that for your team? You know, so it's really kind of like also like asking for that feedback from like your superiors and stuff like that. Like, how are you doing? And like, asking them, you know, like it may not be that confidence boost that you need at that point, but like for me, it was how can I do better and how can I like, what, what are they seeing? Like not my flaws, but my, my points that I can improve on. Um, and then improving those points and then like following up with them and like, you know, or hearing like the, Hey, great job with this by the way. Oh, this was like really, really good. Like that's, you know, and that's like how I, as a leader was getting my cup filled from my leaders that I was, you know, looking up to and things along those lines. Yeah. But like, that's kind of also like, you also have to make sure like you're getting the same back. Yeah. And I think that really important for sure. I think that if you're not getting that from your leaders and maybe you're maybe you're asking for that feedback, but you're not receiving it. Cause I've been in that place too, where I I'm like begging for feedback and so easily. Can you keep me engaged by just giving me some feedback? Millennials love feedback. Uh, <laughs> give me for feedback. <laughs> but, but honestly, you know, I was in a position where I was like begging for you to tell me how I'm doing, tell me how I'm doing. Cause I want to be better. I want to grow. 
I want to be able to do more things. I want to be in your position. So teach me how to get there by giving me the feedback. But I had a leader who was at least acting. I'm not, I I can't speak for this person, but the way that I was perceiving the actions was that they were not willing to share that information because they did not want me to take their position which in my opinion is not a leader. Um, However, I was in that position, right? So then I had to decide, do I just say, okay, I guess I don't get feedback. I guess I don't grow. Or do I search for that elsewhere? And I'm sure you know, you know me, you know, I searched for it elsewhere, not saying that I, I quit my job and ran away with the circus, but I, you know, that would have been fun, but because I was thinking, I was like, she's thinking that she's thinking about it. I just thought about what that would have been like. You saw the monkeys and the, oh man, ADHD. Oh man, ADHD is rough. Why did I say circus? I did not quit my job and run away with the circus, but I did go ahead and look for validation and feedback and support and mentorship where I could find it. And a lot of times it was in books at the time. Now I actually have people and a support system and a community where I can get those validations and those, you know, people that will tell me, Hey, I really love what you're doing or tell me more about what you're doing. And then they, they give me feedback on what they think we could be doing better or, or whatever. I, I didn't have that with my leader, but I searched it out. And I think that there are so many resources out there that allow us to get mentors even if they are not real physical, I mean, they're always real physical mm-hmm. people in some way, yeah. but even if it's just by learning from other people's experiences based on their books and things like that, um, or podcasts like this or or whatever, I think that whatever you need to do to be able to build your mindset will translate into confidence. Yeah. I was just going to say like the confidence boost is what helps like people think and not the negative and helping them think like above the line. So they're having that confidence, you know, they're able to like make more decisions, uh, conscious decisions that they can make, you know, kind of something, you know, ER fast paced things happen. They're able to make like those decisions based off of the confidence that you were able to give them. And we know that those decisions are going to be correct, educated decisions and not just something spur of the wind because they're trying to be like the lifesaver or the the hero that's swooping on in or something along those lines. Like they're actually taking time. And that's a big deal in the vet, vet field. Um, we do have those people that try to be, you know, the heroes and like swoop on in and like, yeah, I got this. I could totally do this. And like, you know, or we, we got this team, like that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, that's all great. And like hunky dory, but that only goes so far. You want that person that's going to be like the consistent, like, Hey, we got this, like the realist, like things are on fire. We all know the meme with the cactus and like the grab a cactus, like that thing, that person's going to be like the realist, but like, after that shift is over, that person's still going to be the one to be like, hey, 
great job with that that IV catheter that you placed or like good job showing somebody how to do um, hands-free x-rays. You know, like that was a really great way that you explained it. Like just like the little things that you hear and like build up that confidence a little bit more. Now that person's like, I'm really good at explaining how to do hands-free x-rays. I'm going to grab other people and show them how to do it. And that's what gets that ball rolling. Yeah. It's versus so saying, easy to do hey, as well. You have to train XYZ person. It's okay. the wording. Yeah. It's the way that it's said. It's the wording. It's it's the way that it's it's presented to you. It, it you know, hey, you did such a great job showing Sally how to do this. Would you show Ed how to do that too? Yeah. Here, with all my names. But I love all your names. <laughs> but seriously, but yeah. it, it, it is. It, instead of like, hey, you're gonna train Lily today. And it doesn't turn into like a task. It's more of a compliment and a, wow, that's a confidence boost that you, you think that I did a good job. And even if as that leader, you're able to like point out something specific that they did that you heard in that training, that's even bigger. Cause that's now then showing your team that you're really paying attention to everything that they're doing. So like, if I could turn around and say, Hey, you did a really great job showing them how to calibrate the x-ray machine during your radiology demonstration while you were showing them how to take x hands-free x-rays. Thank you for doing that because that's something that's really important that we need to, to like make sure everybody kind of knows. Yeah. That person is going to be like, I'm gonna make sure everybody knows. I got you. No problem. Like, oh, and like being able to be like, hey, and then at that point, do you mind like making sure like you're really good at this? Like I would love for you to like share your expertise with everybody and it gets everybody excited to share that expertise. It yeah, doesn't make them not want to do it. Yeah. And then you are building that culture where people are thanking each other. They are building each other up there. It's not this like, Hey, you, we have this, you rock system. I'm like, that. that's what they all call it. Right. It's not like, yeah. Rock cards and, and, you know, the rock boxes and the, the, whatever, these merit programs of like, Hey, you did a great job. And there's, I was trying to like, not say the name of something to indicate a company, but they all, all, they all. Yeah. Use- there's been like, uh, like, um, um, appreciation, like boxes, you know, yeah. or caught you boxes, like yeah. stuff like that, like caught you in the act of doing this kind of thing. Good job. And it's right. like, yeah. Okay. Cool. But that becomes great. a popularity contest. Right. But those are those are great in theory, right? But it mm-hmm. also becomes this like, I have to go ahead and write another card today. You know, like it. We want people to want to build each other up on their own. We want to build a culture where people say thank you for things, for helping each other, for and make people feel good. And we lead them by doing it ourselves, right? We we lead them by walking the talk. I say it all the time. We lead them by thanking mm-hmm. them and building them up. And then that positive feeling trickles down and people start doing it themselves. And so that's how we build that culture of confidence within our building. But it also starts with leaders feeling confident in themselves, which I'm going to go back to mindset. 
right? If you're in a position where you don't even have to be a leader in role, you can be a doctor who we all know are innately leaders, whether they like it or not. You can be a technician that's been there for two days longer than everybody else. You can be somebody who, as long as you are not the last employee hired and you're not a veterinarian, you, you Mm -hmm. are like, or, and you are a veterinarian. Like, even if you're the last employee hired and you're a vet, you're a leader. Um, (laughs) It doesn't matter what role you're in. If you, if you have people looking up to you in whatever role that is, you need to be confident, right? You need to have some sort of confidence, which means you need to work on your mindset. And in order to really focus on that, it's those daily habits and rituals of telling yourself that you got this, that you can do it, that you are worth doing it, that even when, and the more and more you you work on that, and the more and more you do that, those instances where you get like a client, for example, who makes you feel less than, you know that you are good. So that's that client's problem, not a you problem. But if you don't have any mindset work at all, when that client does make you feel that way, it tears you down and you're unable to dig yourself back up out of that. So it's so important, regardless of what role you're in, to work on that and in that resilience and being able to work through the the, that crud that can come from the client or somebody on your team who is not positive, Pam. You know, it it could be (laughs) this whoever it's coming from. It could be family. It doesn't have to even be in the clinic. You building your confidence can influence so many things, but ultimately at the end of the day, it allows you to be able to handle those stressful situations and then pour out that confidence to other people. That was a very long-winded thing, but I feel like maybe my point was made. (laughs) It was. And that looks different that looks different for everybody, you know, like building that confidence because it all depends on like, like you said, where you feel like you're being knocked down. It could be family. It could be something that's not in the clinic. It could be something and it's happened to me before where you have stuff that's going on at home. Yeah. I'm really good about leaving it at the door. But if I have that one client that comes in and now I have to go in there and she's giving me that attitude and combating with me. And it's like reminding me of the fight that my mom and I just had, like, my confidence is going to be gone at that point. And how do I like make sure that that client doesn't trigger me, you know, into that fight or flight kind of response, because I'm like, oh, I'm having problems at home. This is just not really helping right now kind of thing. So it also becomes, you know, how are you taking care of yourself? And are you making sure that you're taking care of yourself and giving yourself enough time? Because that's the biggest part is, we're building confidence. It's not something that's going to be like done overnight, but those foundation supports, that's going to be your most important part. And you want to make sure that those are nice and strong and sturdy and stable before you start going up from there. Because if not, it's going to be real easy when that customer comes in and starts yelling at you and that gust of wind just whoop right on over. And you have to pick up your, your building blocks again and start all over. But it's, 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 
personally, I'm kind of like here in this now. This is another reason why we're like talking about this. It's like, yeah. you know, my confidence has been knocked down a couple times. Um, personal things, yeah, some work related things, but it's like, how am I picking myself back up? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, same. So I just want to it, not use. I, I, in my mind, I'm like, I want to say something back, but then the, uh, like, I hate that term, um, keeps coming out, but I want to circle back to what you just said about it taking time and that we are building confidence because I was actually on a coaching call this morning and I was asked when did the, this is also super timely because I was talking about mindset this morning and I was asked, when did I start? the process of working on myself internally for mindset and, and confidence and, you know, my own personal journey with self-development. And I hadn't thought about it, but the first time that I picked up a like self-help book, if you will, was somewhere between 2007 and 2010. And so this library of books that surround me in my household is a compilation of somewhere between 10 and 15 years of reading and learning and growing and listening and focusing. And at the same time, no matter how much resilience I have built over that period of time and confidence, because if you ask me, which I have been asked by therapists before, you know, how do you feel about yourself? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm great. I'm, I'm amazing. That's not the problem. <laughs> Everyone else. Right. But I've worked so hard on getting this opinion of myself. That is great. It is not cocky. I just know that I have worth and I belong in this space. It's taken me a long time to get there, but I know that we can all get there if you just put the work in, but it's not, like you said, not happening overnight. It's taken me um, between 10 and 15 years to get here. But my ego has been kicked to the curb this year. And I have gone through quite a lot personally, um, mostly professionally, but it, it's still personal because my life is my work is just how I've always been. And I pour my heart and my soul into the things that I do, whether it's for myself, my own company, or for somebody else's company. And I've been, my ego has been slapped around and yet I know that I have worth and I have space here, right? And only because I've spent so much time working on that. And mm -hmm. I might have days where I falter because we, we're not perfect just because you work on it, just because you have this great mindset and this great feeling for yourself. If you stop that work, you, it's just like running. I, I always yeah. go to fitness, but like, if you, if you are a runner and then you stop running, it is the fastest thing to go backwards. So once you, if you stop running for a month and you start running again, you are not going to be running the same way as you were a month ago. It's the same mm -hmm. thing. If you are like, if you are not filling that cup and you are not fueling your, I'm trying to get a, a good um, analogy here, but it's not coming. But if, if you're not fueling <laughs> that, you're going to have to go back, maybe not to square one, right? It's just like riding a bike. We were talking about that before. It's, yeah, I haven't ridden a bike in 10 years. I'm riding this bike. Yeah, sure. It'll come back. But sometimes it takes a couple of tries. 
Sometimes you fall mm-hmm. down a couple of times before you get the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My body remembers this. When you're yeah. poking an animal for a blood draw, maybe I haven't done it in five and a half years. Cat jugs are tricky. It took me a couple Always. of tries, a couple of weeks. So it was a lot of tries, mm-hmm. but it took me a couple of weeks to like get, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Sometimes yeah. it takes some time, but it doesn't mean that that work is for nothing, right? This exactly. I stopped doing personal development work and mindset work. Maybe I wouldn't have as much resilience to handle the things that I've been thrown at me this year, but I would be able to jump right back into it and get myself out of that ditch, right? Yeah. And see what I would do in that situation if I was working with you and you finally got the cat jug to validate you is you work oncology and those patients are not healthy. So their vessels aren't going going to be the easiest to hit. But that's where my mind would go as your fellow coworker to help boost your confidence to be like, eh, it's not you, blame it on the cat kind of thing, you know? But that's where my mindset goes because as you, I've also worked on myself and I like to tell people that like, I have a, a, you know, like your confidence is like a tower. Sometimes like it gets knocked down, those kind of things. But you also have like those dents from, you know, all those things that have been thrown at you and things that haven't knocked you down. And you can see like all your battle wounds and like scars. If you think like really think back about things that have happened. And just like you, I've gone through a lot professionally and personally this year. It has been a wild one. I did not have half these things on my bingo card for 2023, uh, but 2024 is already starting to look so much better. And we're both super excited uh, for everything that we have coming up in 2024. But it's really like if I didn't have a whole bunch of experiences and how I handle those experiences and grow from those, I would have been a complete and total disaster. Yeah. Um, I would not have been able to handle things the way that I did and be able to respond to things. And just looking back at the last six months of my life um, professionally and like seeing like how far I've come and all of those stuff. I would never have imagined the two of us sitting here having a podcast talking about confidence in the veterinary field three years ago. Yeah, You know, this never would have, would have crossed my mind, but there's because of those experience that I've had, I've had the confidence to be able to be like, no, this is where we belong. Yeah. And I think, I think that the moral of, I feel like we can talk about this for days, but the moral of the story to me is it takes time. And if you are listening or watching this and you are someone who is at the beginning of that journey, give yourself grace and give yourself time because we both just shared that we did not get to this place. And even though we're in this place, we are still, we still struggle with it. It's not, it's not, it doesn't get fixed overnight. It is a, it is truly a a build. It takes time. And if you've ever, if you've ever been part of a hospital build, that, that takes a lot of time. There's lots of like, you know, uh, so many moving parts, (laughs) so So many many moving parts. parts. But there's lots, there's lots of delays. There's things like Mm -hmm. that, right? Use it as, as use that as a, funny comparison, right? Because it's the same thing. 
You are working to build your confidence. You are working to build your mindset and building anything takes time. Sometimes it means investing in other people to help you. Sometimes it means, you know, big construction delays. Sometimes something throws a wrench in your entire plan and you have to take a three-month hiatus from all of the work you've been doing because you just don't have the space for it. It's okay. It takes time. You don't have to be a reader. If you don't want to be, I'm a reader. Uh, you can listen to audibles. You can listen to our podcast. You can take courses. We have plenty of them coming up. I'm just plugging, you know, but there's, yeah. there's so many things that you can do for yourself Instead of just expecting your leader to give it to you, because you're not always going to get that. We are here because we want to help people lead teams in the way that we wish we were led, right? That is what has driven this conversation from day one between the two of us. And so we know that there are lots of people out there that are in situations that they feel like they're not being heard or feel like you feel like you're not being heard. You feel like you have a leader that's not really leading you. Let us help you learn how to be resilient on your own, get those resources, and then be that person for somebody else so that we can change the face of what vet med leadership looks like. Because it really starts with each and every one of the people listening to this that are and watching this that want to have better relationships in this industry. And um, yeah, I mean, it all it all starts with you. It starts with your mindset. And please, for the love of everything, give yourself some grace because it's not going to happen tonight or tomorrow or maybe the next day. But if you keep working on yourself, you will get there. And we are proof that you can look in the mirror despite having lots of lemons thrown at your face that you can look in the mirror and say, okay, this year sucked. We're going to put that behind us. We're going to move forward because we are worth it and we have space. We are here to sit at the table and people can get something from us and, and learn some of the things that we have to offer. And I agree. If you would have told me a couple of years ago that I'd have people listening to me and asking for my advice. It'd be like, yeah, okay. Right. But we have experience that is valuable to people who have not experienced that. And people listening and watching, you have experience that people could benefit from. You just need to see that. And that just comes with that internal work day in and day out and that repetition work on yourself. You said the biggest takeaway from this is give yourself grace yeah. and it's not going to happen overnight and do a lot of reflecting as well. Um, it's what helped me out, yeah. uh, reflect back on the things that have happened. And even what I like to do at the end of the month is just look back at the month and how much I've grown from the beginning of the month to, you know, the last 30 days. And what I um, did in my, I'll be honest, my therapy session, we talked about how much have you grown this year? And I was like, we got two hours or one hour. <laughs> and how much time you have? <laughs> I 
talked, you know, we, we talked about it and it really reflected, like I was able to reflect back and like really look at this last year and how much I've grown professionally and just as a person. And now it's something that I'm going to make sure that I do that more often. And looking back at instances where, you know, you have that like taking the shower and come up with what you should have said in that conversation three months later, you know, as a better comeback kind of thing Um, happens all the time. Could have, would have, should have, but you want to know what, if that situation happens again, I now know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I've always been someone who prides myself on being very self-reflective But thinking about that, I wasn't always that way. That really kind of started in that period of time where I started to really dive into self-development. And at the time it was called self-help at Barnes and Nobles, but now it's self-development. And so I, I really started to get reflective and then actually probably about six or seven months ago, my leader at the time made a comment about how impressed she was that I reflected on whatever conversation. I don't remember the specifics, but she said she, we had a one-on-one and she was just like, you know, it, it, there's not a lot of people that take, you know, will have that conversation and then go home later and think about the conversation again and think about what you could have done better or done or, you know, what went well, what you could do better, and then actually ask for a meeting, because that's what happened, right? I don't, I don't remember the specifics of whatever happened, but it didn't feel great. And I remember going home and thinking to myself, like, how could I have, how could this conversation have been better? And then what, how did I, how could I contribute to it in a better way? And I reached out to her and said, Hey, can we have a conversation? And she was surprised that I had been so self-reflective over something that she felt was insignificant, but I felt like I could have been, I could have shown up better. And so it's also in moments like that, where you get that confidence boost, that self, that validation, that being self-reflective is a good thing. And I think that what your therapist forced you to do was be self-reflective. And now that you've done it, it's like, oh crap, this is actually a really good practice. Maybe I should add that to my my monthly thing. For me, I self-reflect every day, but it's also another thing that's taken a long time to get there where I, at the end of the day, before I go to bed, sometimes I'll journal about it. And sometimes I just think about it. Like how did today go? I take like a mental inventory of my day what went well? What could I have worked on? How could I have done? How could I have shown up better for X, Y, Z? And tomorrow is going to be 1% better. Yeah. And that's something that like I've always done, but within the last two months kind of stopped doing. And I think once again, my therapist, I must've said something that kind of triggered him and he goes, Hey, why don't we do some reflecting? And he knows like, you know, and that was just his way of, you know, kind of building my confidence a little bit more and like, Hey, you used to do this, like, you know, and like I said, him and I are actually friends in real life. We're friends on Instagram. It's kind of funny. Um, but I messaged him, uh, after Thanksgiving, uh, when I did a little self-reflecting and, you know, he messaged me back and he was like, I'm happy you're doing this. I'm happy. Like it's back on, on your mind. You know, I, 
he said to me, he's like, as a friend, I really wanted to slap you across the face and tell you to do this two months ago, but I can't do that. And I know you're working on yourself. <laughs> so, but I appreciate him for like doing that. And it's also, I, I'm going to just say this. If anybody is in therapy or anything along those lines, don't hide anything from your therapist. I know sometimes we try to do that just because we don't want to say it or anything along those lines, but it's really going to help you and your confidence and better you as a person if you are a hundred percent honest with your feelings and everything that's going on. There's no reason to mask to your therapist. And I'm only saying that because I have friends that are therapists that say you have no idea how many people masks like what's really going on and like we can tell. Our our line of work is hard enough. We don't need to 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 lie about it. We, we can to be totally honest. They've they've heard way worse, trust me. Yeah. And if you're if you're brave enough to seek therapy because it is a brave thing to do, hiding things is not helping you at all. No. You know, be no. it's scary. Do you can do scary things, you can do hard things. And if you are in therapy, you are already one step ahead of the people who are not, and you are already one step ahead of your confidence, right? Because you are mm-hmm. doing something for yourself. And you are doing something to help you grow and be a better person and work through whatever traumas or whatever it is that you're working through will help you in the long run to to be a more confident person, a more confident leader, a more confident human. So I don't think I said you know in that one. (laughs) No. Um, I've been very cognizant of my you knows. But there's I've. I've been getting better with my so um, because my best friend and my roommate, after I say like something and I go, oh, so, and then I pause and they say buttons um, and they've been really great with the, the buttons really quick. So I've been trying not to say the whole so thing. Um, That's really great for your confidence. <laughs> it's so great for my confidence. It's actually working. Um, it's helping helping me out. So I don't say so. Uh, it's, it's often anymore. That's how we learn. It's that repetition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That little that little thing, you know, they just pointed that out to me the one time and I was like, wow, I should work on that. And I am, see, <laughs> building. There we go. Full circle. 